Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. Today, I have an awesome guest. He is an entrepreneur, speaker, trainer, and strategic business growth facilitator. He helps motivated business operators master business success. Welcome, Jamie Adamchuk, and thank you for being on my show. Oh my gosh, Ethan, thank you so much. You know what? I think you've got me blushing a little bit from that introduction. You know, hearing myself said in all those things, it's like, oh my gosh, did I really do all those things? Brother, I, I really want to thank you for having me on the show. Just, it's an incredible opportunity, incredible. Um, I'm, I'm proud to be able to do this with you. Thank you. Uh, awesome to hear, mate. So awesome to have you here as well. I'm sure we're going to provide huge amounts of value and everything like that. And you are an awesome guy, mate. You've got to uh, let everyone know, you know, all the great accolades that we've done in our time and, and what we provide. So, you know, you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Yeah, my journey is an interesting one. Um, although I'm now in the professional coaching, training, and mentoring arena, it's not where I came from. Um, I, I came from a, a different background. I was actually in the automotive parts background of all things. Uh, I, I would work with um, you know teams and stuff. I, I moved my way up. I moved my way into a service supervisor. And one of the things I absolutely recognized that I loved, and call me crazy for this, but was when it was time for reviews. You know, I'd get the team in, I'd do everyone's review, and I absolutely loved it because we'd start focusing on what they wanted to accomplish over the next six months, 12 months, whatever it was. Now, I had no idea about coaching at this time. I didn't really know that I was doing a lot of goal setting, coaching this and that. It just made natural sense to me. Now, I loved it so much that I started to ask myself the question, what if I could do this all the time? What if I could make a really big shift? So I said, hmm, what do I do? Well, I coach. What's this whole coaching thing? Do I want to be a life coach? All those sort of things. I looked into it, got some certification, but what I ultimately needed was the, I guess we'd call it the ultimate kick in the butt. Uh, I, I was still stuck in that corporate career working in the big office building. I had recently just uh, you know, relocated my family from one town to another. I had an opportunity to go work for corporate and three months into that position, I got sat down into the big office and it was the time of the, you know, the big turndown back in 2012. It's like, we're sorry to have to let you know that even though you just moved here, we've got to let you go. And that came as a shock to me, right? My world, I just bought a brand new house, invested into this, a brand new city. I had, you know, I, I'd gone through a divorce previously and a part of me moving to this new position was actually changing the arrangements I had for time with my son and everything. So this was, this was a massive blow. I mean, I'm even getting a little bit emotional as I think about it here right now. But what's really great is through my time of learning this, and I'm using the air quotes here, I know a lot of people can't see me, but this coaching thing, this life coaching thing, I recognized some very great skills that I had. And I allowed, I allowed myself to be in that place of you know, a little bit of desperation, a little bit of you know, being scared, afraid. I thought, you know what, Jamie, you've got some really great skills. You've got some absolutely amazing tools. And that's when I decided, you know what, I've got to go all in. And that started my, my, my coaching journey. Now, I don't know how much of that you wanted me to share here today, but it was, uh, for me, I know it was an absolute pivotal moment. It was the moment where I said, I have to go all in. I have to absolutely invest in myself, invest in this decision to move forward. And that's exactly what I did. And it's, it's what puts me here in this place today. 
Yeah, that's amazing, Jamie. And it's, it's great to hear the story. And I think, um, you know, we've all got different stories and, you know, where we've come from, there's been pivotal moments in that. So um, it's always great to hear, um, you know, like that and, and uh, you know, how that sort of life coaching initial path and everything like that. So, um, you know, I guess now you're, you're, you're moving more into the, the business side of things, right, in, in what you're doing and, and helping a lot of businesses. So, you know, obviously you're, you're working with a variety of businesses out there and there's so many businesses and, and different types in that. But I guess the, you know, the fundamentals foundations of business are still the same. So, you know, I guess what are you seeing um, out there that, you know, are, are the biggest challenges, I guess, in that with, you know, the, the people that you're working with? One of the biggest challenges I see, it's, um, it's really fear. It's fear of taking the next step. It's fear of committing. It's fear of, you know, stepping into something. Uh, Ethan, yourself and myself, we're involved in a very high-end program. We're involved in a very top-notch program. And it took a certain level of commitment to do that. Now, I remember thinking back to that times, like, should I, shouldn't I? Is this a good investment? Is this not a good investment? You know, am I going to get my money back? Am I just throwing my money away? Guess what? That was that fear that was coming out. What's been really great is since making the investment, since absolutely jumping into that, I've seen nothing but rewards. I've seen nothing but success. I discovered for myself working with businesses was a lot like that. There's so many people that want to take their businesses to grow it, to scale it, to take it to that next level, but there's something holding them back, that fear of. When we take that fear and take a look at it and really say, you know what, instead of looking at the fear, instead of looking at what it is that we don't want, What happens when we go ahead and actually focus in on what we do? And almost every single time working with those entrepreneurs, it's like, well, I would want to have what what I'm focusing on. I would really want to have that because that would be amazing. It's in that moment that we ask the right questions, that we help these entrepreneurs break through that fear barrier, take that next step, no matter how small or big that step might be for them. And they've never looked back. I've never had one single client in all the years that I've been, I've been coaching, working with businesses, really look back and say, geez, you know what? I wish I didn't take that step forward. Yeah, really awesome points. Fear is definitely, you know, the biggest one. And, um, and you know, as you know, we've, you know, we've only got sort of two main fears, right? Of um, the fear yeah. of loud noises and the fear of falling and um, everything else is learned, right? From when we're young yeah. and it's, um, and then we've got, you know, all those limiting beliefs and things from our parents and we've all got different upbringings, you know, whether it's, um, whether or not, you know, you had it really hard growing up or even if you had it relatively easy, there was still going to be limiting stuff, right? We're all, um, you know, have different challenges in our lives. And, and I think, like you said, that's the biggest thing. It's about understanding what are these things that we actually don't know. We don't have the awareness necessarily of what's holding us back. And we need somebody out there when you go into certain programs, we invest in things, we get our own coaches and, and mentors and things to actually go, you know what, Jamie, you know what, John, whoever, it's like, how about this? Let's, let's focus on this. So what's this area that we need to fix? And then it's amazing, isn't it? Like the results that come from there as well. It's, it's absolutely humongous. When we are able to develop that muscle, and really what it is, is it's a muscle, right? That, that, that muscle to believe in the opportunity. It's simply a pattern. It's simply creating those new neural pathways in your brain. Instead of focusing on what we fear, instead of letting that crock brain, that lower brain take over, you know, run away from everything because everything is going to kill you, right? The whole saber-toothed tiger analogy. When we're able to actually employ some of that midbrain, but more importantly, the upper brain to get into that logical thought process, we can actually say, you know what? There is no more saber-toothed tigers, right? There is no crocodiles in my office here. I've got a nice solid floor. What can I build from that solid foundation? 
when we start to see the potential of what's out there and we start to take those steps towards that potential, all that fear, it does tend to melt away. It's a learned behavior though. And that's one of the biggest things. It doesn't just happen overnight. We've got to take those steps. Think about when we learned how to walk. Did we just stand up as babies one day and start running the sprint and, you know, doing the four mile minute? No, of course not. It took time. It took practice. That's another thing that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is they'll, they'll start to see it. They'll start to believe it. They'll start to believe in themselves, start to get out of that fear mindset. All of a sudden, something comes up that doesn't necessarily fall into their pattern of what they believe it to be. And then they regress back into that place of fear. This is something that's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you're now beginning to build that resiliency, build that mental muscle in order to keep you moving further forward faster. Yeah, I love that the, the mental muscle, and and you're so true, and it's it's amazing. Like you know, when we look at you know our successes, we're all at different levels, right? Whether you know you're just starting or you're further down the line, it's not like we just rocked up one day five years later and we're like we were just amazing, right? <laughs> the journey is you know so so challenging, and and I love that you know you said it is like a muscle. So for for the people that are early in their stages, it's like you know get somebody that's going to keep you accountable and really just keep that muscle going to keep growing yourself to keep going because that. That's really what's going to get you there. And then I guess, you know, if, if we go a little bit further down the line now, once let's say that muscle is built relatively well, right? And we're in a good, you know, um, space and we're getting good coaching and stuff like that. I think probably another challenge that I'm seeing in businesses is, you know, they're just working a lot in their business, right? They're working in their, you know, in their businesses, they're turning the wheels and like, I don't know, I'm just too busy and all this type of stuff. And they're not working on the business, which, you know, as you know, is very important. So I guess, how do you help, you know, I guess the business owners and things to, you know, get that change in, in whatever it is that they need to do to, to make that happen? I love that question. I've, I've got my signature system that is the ultimate productivity process. Now, it starts with a couple core competency. Those are purpose, mission, and values. Without those pieces, we cannot expect to move in the direction at the pace we want to and experience all the success that we're destined to experience. Those are for me and my beliefs and having done, God, I've done, I don't know, seven, 8,000 coaching calls in my career. I've done well over a thousand hours worth of live training. And what I've recognized that the businesses who go on to create radical success, they know exactly what their purpose is. They know exactly what it is they're doing, who they're serving, but more importantly, why they're doing it. That's the real juice behind the purpose is the why. It gives each and every one of those people on our team that clear, absolute direction as to exactly why we're doing it. The why? The why is the fuel in your tank. The why is what gets you to the ultimate destination. Mission? No, it's not a mission statement. It's not about having the fancy words written on the wall or anything like that. It's actually recognizing where you're about to be. Think military. Think tactical. What is the mission? What is your tenure mission? Where are you now about to be once you've now completed this next 10 years? We want to start to think really big. I've got a mission in place, and I'll be quite honest, it scares the heck out of me. It significantly scares me. I don't have all the details behind how I'm going to achieve that mission, but I do know one thing. My purpose, that's going to drive me. That's the fuel that's going to get me there. And the mission, as I take constant directed action, as I scale, as I build out my teams, and I'm giving some real key points here, as I take action on those areas, that mission is naturally going to fall into place. Um, I'm not the woo-woo guy. I, I don't get just, you know, I, I'm going to magnetically attract everything and everything's just going to happen without me lifting a finger. I don't subscribe to that. I do believe that there's massive power in putting the right energy out there. Please don't get me wrong. 
We have to have a focus. We have to have clear. And we have to believe that we're about to achieve it. I am the guy that wants to take that massive action to build out that team to get the people, get the right people on board. We've got purpose, we've got mission, and then it's values. How does the company operate? How do we make decisions? Purpose, mission, values, it really brings together the whole DMM, the decision-making model. It's how we make decisions. It's how we ensure that the actions, the decisions, everything that we're doing in our business is constantly moving us towards that great big ultimate outcome. When we've got that foundation, then we can start to look at scale. Then we can really start to look at that growth. You talked about working in the business versus on the business. And that is a massive distinction. I mean, you and I can probably list, I don't think we have enough fingers on all our hands to you know, look at some of the people that we know, some of the people that we worked with to count how many people are absolutely stuck working in the business. They're the janitor, they're the bookkeeper, they're everything under the sun. And as long as they keep doing that, they're going to stay in that position. For me, it's about helping these business operators, because that's really what they are, recognize where they can use the leverage and enable principle. There's two things. If we've got a team, if we've built up, if we scaled up where we have one, two, five, 20 people on our team, it's recognizing how we can leverage those people. It's not about doing it unethically. Right? There's some processes that I teach and train, whether it's daily, weekly huddles, monthly productivity sessions, whatever it is. But we want to leverage our people to absolutely perform at their peak. Secondly, it's about recognizing what can either be automated, delegated, or eliminated. And that is something that's absolutely huge. I've employed those in my business. And my gosh, at this point here where we're talking, I have a team now of, I believe there's nine people on my team. And I'll tell you what, a year ago, it was just me. Yeah, that's massive, mate. Uh, so much gold in what you just said for everyone. You know, I implore you to, to listen back on that. And I really love, uh, I completely agree with you with, you know, it starts with the purpose, which is really, you know, critical. And then, and then the mission. And like you said, I think, the mission needs to scare the hell out of us because like, it's, it's a big one, right? It's a 10 year thing. It's not like it's, you need to do it in a year. And then that way you, you strive to do more. It's like, it's not like you don't want to play it safe, right? Where, you know, a lot of us, you know, people can go into their comfort zones and be like, Oh, I just want to make, you know, X amount in 10 years. And it's probably like, you know, 20, 30%, maybe even hundred percent of what they're making now. It's like, no, nah, you know, in 10 years, you can make ridiculous amounts, you know, about, what you're doing right because there's an exponential effect on what you do so um you know put it up there and then obviously you've got to work backwards and and, and make realistic targets each year and, and things like that like you said and and i love what you said about um you know the values and the people there right because in the end um that's what's really gonna like you said build that peak performance culture and have the people that actually want to be there right that want to you know, really, um, you know, in for the, you know, love the purpose, really, you know, on the mission. And they're like this, you know, we've got the same values, Let, let's push together and, and everything like that. And then, you know, it's not only an amazing thing as you for the business owner, right? But you're actually creating an amazing environment for the employees as well, right, that you have, which is just as important, right? Because not everyone wants to be the entrepreneur, right? Not everyone is built that way. Some people want to be safer and have the job and work for someone, right? That is that has that bigger vision, and that's fine, right? We're all we're all different, but if us as the entrepreneurs, if we can create that space where people are working for it, we're, we're just we're creating a better world in my eyes. Because how many people you would probably know this, Jamie, that 
people go to work and they're like, oh, it's just, you know, same shit, different day or, you know, this and that. And, you know, they're unhappy with, you know, what they're doing. And, and a lot of the time it's because they don't have these core elements about the business that they're actually enjoying what they're doing. You know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. I mean, a couple of my clients just today, it, it's funny that we happen to be having this conversation today because two of the clients that I work with today, I've trained them. I have a very you know exclusive training module that I walk people through. And one of the first things that we start out with is purpose, mission, values. Two of the clients that have just recently signed on with me, we've gone through the training and it's we're taking what they've learned and we're applying it into the systems. What I'm helping them understand is that when they have their people, their staff, whether it's contractors, employees, whatever it is, when those people get to have a say, when they have that skin in the game, when they get to help develop that purpose, to understand why we're doing what we're doing, when they get to set their standard with respect to where we're going in that next 10 years, when they get to be involved in that, your engagement skyrockets. I'm not talking 20, 30% engagement. When we follow these steps, I have seen, I have measurable results of over 400% increases in total engagement. Now imagine that for a moment. You're working away in your business. You've got a highly engaged team. They love to be there. They believe that your business is like the Google of their world. They're enjoying it. I'm not saying we have to have foosball tables, but we've built that type of culture where those people, they never want to leave. They, they want to stay there forever. What happens to everything in that business? You're going to have a reciprocal effect. It's going to, number one, resonate through the entire business. But when it's resonating through the entire business, your customers are going to pick up on that. And not just those walk-in customers, it's the presence that you have online. It's everything that you're doing. And that all simply comes from recognizing, hey, how can I enable my team? How can I pull out the absolute best in my team? That comes back to employee engagement. And I simply can't say enough about that. Um, Gary V. I mean, we, we both know who Gary V is. I've had the absolute privilege to sit down and talk with him and all that. And he does some absolutely radically different things. He just had a post out on social media. I just saw it yesterday. And he was talking about unlimited vacations. He doesn't cap it at two weeks, right? The man's got unlimited vacations. Now, what was really interesting about this, because I'm sure many operators and owners of businesses like, I can't give unlimited vacations. That's crazy. What Gary found and what he experienced was that people actually weren't taking vacation. Like he had to force them to take that two weeks off because they were so engaged in what was going on. They loved it. They wanted to be there. Now that is a complete paradigm shift for businesses right there. What's it going to do? It's going to drive radical engagement, radical productivity. And what's, what's productivity going to do for your bottom line? Ethan, can you, can you remind me what productivity does for our bottom line? Uh, exponential growth, mate. Uh, it's, it's massive. And, and I love those points that, you know, you said there, and, and it's very interesting, the unlimited model, right? And there's a lot of different ways of looking at unlimited things these days. And it's, um, I think, you know, in the US, you guys only get two weeks, um, you know, leave and stuff like that. In Australia, we get four. So we're a little bit more, um, you know, privileged, mm. I guess, so to speak, with the standard laws that we have in every country, you know, around the world that's listening would likely be different in terms of the way that they are. But at the same time, whether it's two or four weeks or whatever you get, um, you know, as, as you know, Jamie said, if, if you give people that opportunity, give them the flexibility and everything to do that type of stuff, and you got them really engaged, then you're going to get a lot more out of them. Because, you know, at the same time, you know, we want people to to, to be engaged and go the extra mile and actually get a lot more done in that time. Like um, the worst thing, and 
you know, is, is someone coming in at, you know, nine o'clock on the dot and leaving at five o'clock on the dot, right? Now, you know, whether you're the, the business owner or whether you're the employee, you want to get, get in a little bit early. You're like, oh, I just can't wait to get in there. And then, you know, if there's a little bit of work you want to get done, I, go, I just want to smash this out. If I leave five minutes, 15 minutes or whatever it is later, I just work a little bit longer if we're working from home as we are these days, you know, instead of in the office, then that little, those little bits and then, you know, getting the outcomes for the business is where everybody wins and we get self-satisfaction, whether the employer or the business owner and then the business grows and everybody wins, right? Because in the end, um, the business growth is obviously, you know, what the business is there for, right? For the owner, but it's also, that's what's going to keep everybody's jobs as well, right? You know, like you're going to keep there, you're going to keep growing, keep getting more people in and, you know, and then it just, it just compounds and compounds and, you know, everybody wins basically. Yeah, huge. And, and there's something massive in that compounding. And we can do that. We can do that through employee engagement. What do we ultimately want to do? We want our employees to be engaged so that they love showing up, right? In my time as an employee, back in the day when I still used to work in corporate and everything, I was always that keener, right? To me, 15 minutes early is on time. That's just, that's how I work. That's one of those core operating systems. Me, Maybe it's because I grew up on a farm. I don't know. But for me, 15 minutes early. But what had happened is that began to get taken advantage of. Entrepreneurs, if you're out there, business owners, please really listen to this part here. Ensure that you are rewarding your people appropriately. Now, I'm not talking about money. There have been some studies and tests done on money and stuff. And although we might notice an initial increase in that employee engagement just by money, oftentimes what we'll see is if there's a baseline as to where that employee was working, if it's only a monetary reward, that employee will typically dip below that baseline of where they were. We'll see that initial spike but then that productivity is going to typically go below. So if it's not money, what is it? Look, one of the things I, I, I had the really great fortune to um, spend some time. I, I served on one of the absolute top coaching teams in the entire world. And from that man, many of us know who he is. He's, he's very much in the spotlight right now. During my time serving for that, I, I learned something that he called the concept of the six human needs, right? We've got the need of certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth, and contribution. Now, many, many, many people, they are operating from a need of certainty. That's one of their highest needs. And their second need is significance. Myself, I was definitely operating from that place. Um, you know, I'm going to give you the hack for that. If I can, I'll give you the hack to these six human needs, at least what I discovered during my time serving there. But really, ultimately, I used to come only from that place of either certainty or significance. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to know that I was important. And I wanted to know that I was secure. Those are the two things that absolutely meant the most to me. But guess what needs weren't getting met? That need of recognizing, that need of saying, wow, Jamie, you know what? You did a great job. Now, let me ask any business entrepreneurs, owners out there, what does it cost to say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate your work. You're doing an absolutely outstanding job. What does that cost? Nothing. The truth is nothing. Here's where I believe, and this is my hallucination, I believe that we're missing out on that a little bit. Such an amazing, incredible opportunity to really grow those engaged teams simply by engaging with our people. Letting them know, coming out of your corner office, you know, if you've got one of those big fancy corner offices with all the glass, come out of the office. Talk to people. Make yourself approachable. Don't be that recluse that's all hidden in the office or whatnot. Recognize your people for what they're doing. And make it sincere because people, we innately have those internal BS sensors. We know if someone's just placating us or if someone's actually giving us a true, sincere compliment. Come out, engage with your people, engage with your teams. That will mean more than anything. Public recognition. 
you know, letting that person know in front of the whole entire team, hey, Sally, you know what? I really noticed what you did last week when you took on client ABC. And I noticed how you were able to turn that situation where they had called in, they were frustrated, and now they can't say enough good things about me. I want you to know that I'm so impressed with that. And you know what? Thank you. You do something like that, that is worth more than any sort of monetary, um, you know, small increase in, in, in value, in cost, anything like that. You will get productivity increases through the roof. Yeah. So amazing, man. And um, I know that the, the big man you're talking about, you know, it, it, just in case people don't know, is, is Tony Robbins. And, um, you know, he's had a, a massive impact on a lot of people's lives around the world. You know, I think is is really brought, you know, personal development to the masses, um, you know, after learning from Jim Rohn. And, and you obviously um, learned a lot from him in, in your uh, experience there and stuff like that, which is, which is amazing to get that experience. And, and yeah, the six human needs, they're, they're massive. Um, I implore everybody to, to learn more about them, um, you know, whether it's one of his audio programs or, um, you know, something else um, like that, because it's, you know, or even just understanding, you know, what Jamie said of what they are, right? And, um, and, and like Jamie said, I think significance is the biggest one. It's very interesting, right? Because we all need it to some extent. And like you said, you want to give it to others. Then on the other side of things, you've got to be wary of what, what your own human needs are and what the order are of yourself, right? And this is where it sort of gets a little bit to that next level um, where you've got to ensure that you don't have significance right at the top of your list, right? When you're looking at all these needs, because if you have significance right at the top, you're just going to keep wanting to get significance, significance, significance. And you're just going to like, you're never really going to get there, right? Because what are you going to be? The, you know, the president of the United States, maybe, I don't know, what is the most significant person? The queen, um, right? Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not really going to get there, right? And it's, it's, it's this battle that you're having into yourself that actually, you're not actually moving towards what you want to move towards in terms of if you move it back to purpose and values and things like that, it's actually just you being significant, right? So yes, it's, it's a very core need that we all need, but just be ensuring yourself that you're not putting it right at the top because otherwise it can cloud your growth and decisions and, and, you know, things like that in your life as well. So amazing stuff. Absolutely. No question. And I, I mentioned, I was going to give a little bit of a hack because again, it's six human needs. And I know I went through them kind of quickly, but again, it is certainty, right? We need to know certain things. We need to have safety. We need to have the roof over our head. Uncertainty. I always use the, uh, the, the story of a slot machine. You know, the first time you pull it, oh, hey, I won. Great. Excellent. I pull it again. I won. I won. After the hundredth time, right? You're going to be bored. You might have, you know, you might go pay someone, you might leverage and enable someone to go ahead and keep pulling that slot. So you keep getting the money, but you're going to get bored, right? That's certainty. You've got certain that you're going to keep winning, but what we need is some variety in our lives, something to change it up. Here's the thing. We only want the variety that we actually want though. Those extra bills from state taxes, country taxes. Yeah. We don't want that kind of variety. Variety is great though. So we want to look for ways to go ahead and increase that variety in our lives. The next one, significance. We, we talked about significance. The next three, though, might be some of the most important ones. And I'm not telling anyone what order to set their needs in, but you might just find the ultimate hack here. Love and connection is number four, right? We need at some, some level to be connected. Um, you know, Tony shares a story about the baby. The babies, when they're born, if they're not held, if they're not, if they don't feel that need of love and connection, they will die, right? Babies need that. They need to have that. It's a fundamental human need. Next one, growth. And lastly, it's contribution. Now, the absolute hack for this, and I'll share a quick little story to bring it all together. 
The hack for this is that when you go ahead and when you seek to get your need of contribution met, you can actually get all your other needs met through that. Now, here's the thing. I used to have the belief, right? This is an old belief, a historic belief, that contribution meant me taking money out of my pocket and, and giving it to the poor or something. That's, that's all I thought about contribution. It's like, well, you know, and at the time, I didn't have a lot of spare money. I didn't have a lot of spare cash. It's like, well, how can I ever contribute to anyone when I don't have the money myself? But I'll tell you what, contribution is so much more than that. Think about it from this perspective. You know, in America, we've got the ASPCA, American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty Against Animals, right? It's the animal shelter, whatnot, where, you know, um, stray pets, uh, people that can't take care of their pets, they bring their pets in there. Think about this. If you chose, if you made the decision to volunteer, i.e. contribute some of your time, let's see how those needs get met. Number one, certainty. Do you know what time you're going in? Are you certain that you're actually making an impact? You better believe it. Right? They wouldn't be asking for volunteers and for people for their time if, if they didn't know for sure that it was making an impact. You donating your time, your expertise, your skills, whatever it is, that is certainly going to make a massive difference for that, you know, for that humane society. Number two, uncertainty. Oh, my gosh. There's all sorts of different pets coming in, all sorts of different cats, dogs, reptiles, lizards, bunnies, everything, you name it. You're going to get an absolute ton of variety of uncertainty. Same thing. I mean, not all pets are in great shape when they come in, right? Some of these pets are going to need extended care. Are you going to get to learn something? And look, I'm tapping into that growth one already, but are you going to get to learn something? Certainly. That's going to create some more variety in your life. Significance. Now, I, I, I'm a big believer in adopting pets from the shelter. Um, I've never gone and, and you know, paid the big money for a breeder or anything like that. I've always gone to the shelter myself. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got two cats and a dog and they all came from the shelter. But we want to talk about significance. I remember when I was adopting these pets and, and here I am, I'm standing there and three different times I went in and that person, the gatekeeper that's asking me, where do you live? Do you have a suitable home? Who's the emergency contact number? Uh, you know, what do you make? What's your income? Like they're asking me all these questions. You want to talk about that person being significant? Yep. You better believe it because they were the gatekeeper. They were the absolute gatekeeper for that connection. Oh, right? Have you ever seen a little puppy that's all sad and everything? They just look up at you. Oh my God. Love and connection through the roof on a scale of one to 10. It's like 2000, right? You can get so much love there. You can get that need filled growth. Again, I spoke about it with respect to the different types of animals, different types of things. You're going to get to learn how to care for these different animals. Last but not least, we end up at that contribution. Contribution is you making the decision to go ahead and do something more, whether it's giving your time, giving your, you know, giving your patience. And maybe in some, in some cases, it is giving some of that money. It's, it, it, you know, it's maybe giving some food to the food bank. When you go to seek to meet that need of contribution, and this is very relevant for business. This is very, very, very relevant for business. When you go to seek to, to, to meet that need of contribution, you will get each and every other one of those human needs met. Yeah, amazing points there. I love uh, I love that example that you gave and, and how you broke that down and everybody um, to really understand yeah what what level or what are you focusing on all those needs and really have that clear in your mind and how you can yeah really encompass all of those and and that contribution level man that's amazing and you know the biggest one is normally our time right because time is our biggest resource so anyone you know the billionaires out there or whether you're earning a little bit of amount it's easy to give money to somebody, right? It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's $10, $100, a million dollars, whatever it is, right? Depending on your level of wealth. 
Um, but the more challenging thing is actually giving your time, right? Because that is more, um, you know, we only get 24 hours in a day. Everyone gets the same amount of time, right? So, um, you know, that is where I think if, if you give that time to whatever you want to contribute, um, you know, what resonates with you, then mm-hmm. I think that that actually gives us a lot more back as well, right? And then I guess if we talk about time, you know, from another angle, it's, um, you know, a lot of people sort of think about time and, and time in their business. And it's like, oh, don't I, I don't have time to go and do these things because I'm too busy in my business and everything like that. It's like, so there's, you know, these people that are the most successful people in the world, we all have the same amount of time. So it's like, what do we need to do to ensure that we get everything done and how we structure our days, right? And it's like, do we, you know, a lot of the most successful people, not all, but a lot of them get up really early in the morning, right? And they have a morning routine, you know, they get certain things done so that when their day starts or whenever they have to do certain work, um, then they've already kicked off a lot of things in their day. And I think, and I think it comes down even from a general sense of, of well-being in life is like, what, are, what is your ideal day? right? Like, what do you, what do you enjoy doing? Yes, you've got your business, but, you know, do you have a family? Um, do you have a partner? Um, you know, do you like to do certain things? Do you like to work out? Do you like to go for a swim? Do you, um, you know, like to do certain things, right, as part of your routines? And, and if you can get these things done every day, then you enjoy yourself more, you have more energy, you know, to then give back to your business and, and everything like that. So it's about really understanding what's important to you, and then scheduling that in, right? Yeah, that is absolutely significant. And there's a couple things there too. Number one, even though, you know, we are focused on time here, but it's also understanding the story that we're telling ourselves. If we're constantly in a loop of saying, you know what, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Guess what? You will never, ever, ever have enough time. Number one, we've got to recognize language is powerful. The meanings that we associate to things are extremely powerful as well. The one thing that I challenge each and every one of my clients to do is to really start to pay attention to the words that they're using on a constant and habitual basis. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't have enough time. If I'm hearing those stories come up, you know, I can't, it's too big. It's this, it's that. Number one thing I'm going to do is challenge that. So anyone that's struggling with time and they're saying that story, I don't have enough time. First thing right out of the gate, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge that, right? I might ask a question like, well, what if you did have all the time in the world? What would be different? All we have to do is create a few little cracks in that belief because all the goodness is going to start to flow through. It's like, well, I guess I do this. I do this. I do this. I'm going to do a quick little check-in. Well, how are you feeling right now? And it's like, well, you know what? I feel better. Well, what did you do different? I stopped focusing on what the problem was for just a moment. And I started focusing on exactly what it is that I wanted. See, this is state management. And even though we're talking time, because we are, I'm going to get into time here. But really what this is, is managing that state. Because from a low state, from a depressed state, a sad state, a frustrated state, we can never achieve the results that we know we absolutely must achieve from that higher state, that state of belief, that state of, you know what, I have all the time in the world. Number one, we've got to change that mindset. Number two, yeah, it is prioritizing. Now, I'm not going to use, and and Ethan, please catch me if I use it. I'm going to do my best not to say time management. So if I say it, you catch me, you call me out. Um. 
seriously though, this is about recognizing and prioritizing those tasks, those activities in your life. I had a call today with a, with a young lady who was, who was looking for my services. And um, she was in, she was previously in the massage, um, massage area. She's a registered massage therapist. And now she's taken on a new path. And she says, you know what? I just, I can't seem to get anything done. I can't seem to, you know, take this action or do this. I'll start watching these, these videos, this stuff in the morning. And all of a sudden, before I know it, it's five o'clock. I said, well, let me think about this. I said, when you were in your massage therapy business, did you just massage the same person all day? And there's a big pause. And she's like, well, no. It's like, Jamie, are you, are you stupid? Of course not. I go, well, how did you do that? She goes, well, I had a structure. I worked with a very specific type of client. So, you know, the first part of it, I would do this. And then we'd do some, some, some stretching exercises and this and that. That would usually end at 45 minutes. And then I'd have 15 minutes to reprepare the room for the next, uh, the next patient. I'm like, hmm. What would happen if you began setting up your business now exactly like that? And I could hear the light bulb go off. Like I could hear it. It was like, boom, it was mind blown. She's like, whoa, if I started actually prioritizing those tasks, not managing the time, if I started prioritizing those tasks and putting it in the right order with what was most important and when I could do it, when I was in my zone of genius, I'd actually get a lot more done. I'm like, that's exactly right. Now, the actions that we're taking, there's a couple things here. The actions that we're taking, this is why we want to have our purpose, our mission, our values. Because when we're working towards our purpose, when we're taking actions that are congruent with achieving our ultimate mission, we win. It's a really simple formula. If we don't have that mission, that 10-year goal, that 10-year outcome, it's very easy for us to get off track. Um, I, I use the analogy. I have, a, I have a system that I use. It's called my own achievement method. And in it, we talk about the outcome. What's your great big outcome? What is it that you want? The why, and we have to have the why. Think purpose. The why is the fuel in the tank. Lastly, it's the navigation to get there. If our outcome is the great, big, beautiful, shiny red Ferrari that's sitting outside or the shiny red Tesla, it's great, but that Ferrari's got no gas. That Tesla's got no charge in the battery. It's the purpose, the why, that gives us that charge. So if we've got the outcome, if we've got the charge, do we leave from, say, Vancouver, British Columbia, drive to Alaska to get to Florida? Now, if you don't know, I, I, I've completely given a direction to head straight north when you got to basically go almost straight south to get to Florida. No, we wouldn't take that. We've got to know the right navigation to get to the ultimate destination. Part of my own achievement, it helps people navigate. It helps break down those great big outcomes, breaks it into each leg of the journey. Again, if I'm leaving from, from, from Vancouver to, say, Florida, and I don't know what the distance is, I'm going to say it's 4,500 kilometers, 5,000, 8,000 kilometers, whatever it is. I'm not going to do it in a day. It's impossible. I'd have to break it into legs of the journey. Much like any of our big outcomes, our big results, our big goals, we've got to break those down into the smallest little piece so that we can begin checking that off. There's an there's a amazing, exciting feeling when we can go through, if we've got that, uh, I'm doing air quotes for anyone that's not watching, that if they're listening to it, those, those to-do lists, right? Big air quotes there, to-do list. What's the thing about to-do lists? To-do lists rarely get to done. It just doesn't happen. We've got to break that down so that we can begin checking off each and every one of those legs of the journey. A couple things happen. 
we get a real great hit of excitement when the habit's like, oh yeah, I'm done that. I'm done that. I'm done that. You've got something that you can track and you can actually measure your progress towards. If you're one of those people that likes to cross those tasks off, you know, maybe it's the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, however big the task is, you take a look at your own achievement. You recognize you've crossed everything off. Boom. That is massively celebration worthy. How do you know when you're done? When you've arrived at your ultimate destination. Now that's a part of it. One of the big questions that I like to ask, and this is so critically important, and this here, we're going to start to talk about scale now, because the question is this, does it have to be you or must it be someone else? That is probably one of the most biggest impactful questions that I could ever train anyone on, because for the most part, for the most part, it most likely doesn't have to be you. Yeah, so many awesome points there. Jamie and it's um it's very interesting and um like you said about does it have to be you and everything like that and 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 that's why you know especially if you're the the solo entrepreneur right where you're at the start of your business right this is where it's probably the the biggest challenge and and like an, an easy first step is get like like a virtual assistant right and you know they're not too expensive and you can start to delegate those admin type tasks that are just general things that you do that just take up a lot of your time right and then you start to build processes you know they can follow you do them together you train them and then all of a sudden you like oh, okay i've got this extra time now i can focus on growing the business i can focus on more sales or delivering more services or products or whatever it is right that you're doing and then it's like okay and like obviously part of this big system about going, you know, towards the mission. And then it's like, what else can I get rid of now? It's like, you know, like that. Do I, is it a more, another VA? Is it some other types of, you know, contractors or employees that I need for specific roles that I want to do? Do I, do I take the sales away from me and get somebody else to sell for me? Do I, you know, whatever it is like that. And it's, um, you know, it's really important. And I think um, a lot of people, can get stuck on there. And, and as you go further down your journey, obviously it becomes easier because you, you realize the process of, of how it works. And I, and I think what it really comes down to is coaching and mentoring, right? Because a lot of the time we, you know, as ourselves, we don't see the opportunities. We don't see the roadblocks, you know, that we have naturally in ourselves. We need somebody else. I'd love to hear from you, Jamie, on how important, you know, coaching mentoring is, you know, if everyone wanted it's helped you to achieve as well. Oh, brother, I would not even be anywhere close to where I am without having invested in myself. Um, and I mean, it's been significant investments. I've invested in myself because I recognize I didn't have all the answers, right? And, and, and we see this. I work with a lot of other coaches as well. Brother, you and I, we're, you know, we're in an amazing top-end mastermind and we can sometimes see what others can't, right? We can see it. There have been people that have struggled. They've had challenges. And to us... It's really simple. It's really straightforward. Here's the thing, though. I've been in that place where I struggled. I, I, I had challenges. I didn't know how to do it. Got on with my coach, got on with my mentor, and they're like, well, have you thought about this? And bing, instantly, the light comes on. I'm telling you, there's no way that I could even be a shadow of what I am right now had I not made that investment. Because here's the thing. A lot of people think, well, it's expensive, it costs a lot to have a trainer, a mentor, a coach. I'll tell you what, it cost me nothing. It has made me money. I'm going to say that one more time because it's so impactful. Having a coach, having a mentor, even though I invested a significant amount of money, it has cost me nothing. It has made me two, three, five, seven times the amount of cash flow based on what I've invested into it. 
This is something really significant. You know, people, they get those ideas. They maybe get those money blocks in their minds. Like, well, I could never do that. I could never afford this person. There was things that I did. And initially it's like, oof, I don't know if I can afford this. I started telling myself that story. But before I bought into that story, I took that massive action. I said, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going all in. I'm making this happen. I did it. And looking back, oh my gosh, I'd be crazy not to. The power of a mentor, the power of a coach, someone who's done it, especially someone who's got that experience, who's been in it a long time, who can share that practical knowledge with you, give you some of those tips, tricks, and, and stuff right up, right up front. That's something that's really amazing. You know, one of the things I tell anyone, anyone that gets on a, on a and I'm doing air quotes again, a sales call with me, I tell them straight up, I'm not going to sell you anything because I don't sell. I absolutely, totally refuse to sell because if I'm selling, I'm doing something wrong. Instead of selling though, I provide a disproportionate amount of value. I truly, genuinely want to see these people succeed, whether they have the money for me right now or they don't. One of the things that I'll never do, I will never, ever, ever allow someone to go into big debt or something like that to work with me. I will tell them flat out, you're not ready to work with me. I'm not saying I don't want to work with you. I'm telling you that you're not ready at this point to work with me. There will come a time when you are. I'm going to watch your journey. I'm going to see where you go. I'm going to give you some tips and tricks along the way so that you can succeed, so that when the time is right, definitely we can move forward and definitely we can work together. It is truly about providing value first, providing a disproportionate amount of value. To me, that's my secret sauce. Provide more value than anyone out there. Yeah, I love that. So true, mate. Um, you know, so, you know, we met through our networks and, and have a mutual coach, like you said, and, you know, you, you always aim to serve as much as you can, along with providing huge amounts of value, um, as you've demonstrated here today. And, you know, you're a great guy and, you know, I'm sure you will continue to grow, you know, both um, yourself and, you know, help your clients to grow like that as well. So I'm very grateful, you know, that we've connected and, and I look forward, you know, to working with you in the future as well. Outstanding. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, it's, it's I, I'm looking forward to what's ahead. No question. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, so much for your time today, Jamie. So I'm sure many people have greatly obviously benefited from your, your wisdom. So how can people find you and, and get in contact with you? Great question. Two best ways to get a hold of me. Of course, I've got my website. It is the good old triple W dot UE coaching. That's UE coaching.com. Or one of the best and fastest and quickest ways to get me, just look me up on Facebook. It's Jamie Adamchuk, last name spelled A-D-A-M-C-H-U-K. You can get me there. You can certainly send me a message, send me a friend request. Let's connect and let's get providing you some absolute massive value. Awesome, mate. Love that. So thank you everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only I know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.